Welcome to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN, where we have in-depth conversation with Illinois Wesleyan Titan coaches throughout all the sports, throughout all the season. Right here on 88.1 WESN. Coming up, your host, Derek Bowman. Good evening. Welcome to the Titan Coaches Show. I'm your host, Derek Bowman. Joining us tonight will be men's volleyball coach Brandon Mueller. We'll also be going out to the ball diamond, both for baseball and softball, talking with Titans baseball coach Dennis Martell and softball coach Tiffany Prager. I'll be right back on the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. Tonight's sponsor guest list is brought to you by Carl Hospital. Carl Hospital asking you to mask up and tighten up. Try and stay safe and be healthy. Welcome to the Titan Coaches Show as we talk with Coach Brandon Muir of Men's Volleyball. Coach Muir, busy week, three matches since the last time we were on air with this show. Went one and two, and people look at that and might go, up. Oh, but let's look first at those two losses. You played number three in the nation, Carthage, and number two in the nation, Dominican. And I know you've told me, but for our listeners, uh, tell us why you set up such a tough schedule. Yeah, I think, you know, at least for me, I think the only way to become a, you know, championship team, championship program is by, you know, playing the best, I think. You know, the experience playing, you know, those type of players and those types of programs, it, it shows our team that, you know, what it takes and, and what you're going to have to do, you know, on and off the court in the weight room and, um, you know, how you have to execute, you know. Um, and, and so it's just a great experience for our guys, especially being, you know, freshmen and sophomores, they get a front row seat of, you know, some championship programs. Well, for a second-year program, and really if you want to argue, we could say first-year program because last year wasn't really a full season, <laughs> although they got a little bit of experience. You played five teams that at some point in time have been ranked in the top five in the nation, and you've been able to take some sets from them. You took a set from Carthage earlier in the year. You took one from North Central just a couple weeks ago. Um, you weren't able to get one from Carthage this time around or Dominican, but you played them tough, as, and they were able to get a little separation at the end. But what did you see from your team in those two matches that, that gives you even more hope as we move forward? Yeah, I think, you know, our team has a lot of fight in them. And, and I think, you know, especially after yesterday's match, I think they're starting to, you know, believe that they can play with, with these teams. And so I think that's, you know, at least for me, probably probably one of the biggest things that, you know, when you have a young group, they, they have to believe that they can do it. And so I think they're starting to believe that they can play with some of these top teams in the country and, and, and do some things really, really well. You know, at the end of the day, these, these teams just, you know, serve, surf really tough and get you out of system. And, and, you know, we have to learn to be um, a little bit better behind the service line, you know, being able to hit hard as well as, you know, being more consistent there. And that's, a big thing that they do really, really well. Well, you talked about this team being tough and learning how to battle. We saw that on Sunday against Augustana. I joked with you in the post-game show about your uh, game strategy of falling behind by five points. But it, it highlights the toughness of the team. You, you fell behind by five in each of the three sets that you won, and you won that uh, 25-19, 25-22, 25-27, 25-23. And that set that you lost, uh, 25-27, you've been down by four points. But seeing the battle from that team, that's something I've seen grow throughout the year. And uh, what are some of the things you've done with them to help get that growth? You know, it's it's not 
you know, something that we, we want to do is be down four or five points and now all, all these sets. But I think, you know, it just kind of shows that, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of things that we're, we're talking about. And that's, you know, being present and worrying about the current point and, you know, not being frustrated by, you know, bad play, you know, previously or, or worried about what's going to happen in, in the future because those things don't really matter. It's about, you know, being present and attacking the point that you're on. And, you know, our guys, you know, seem to do that really, really well against Augustana and, you know, you know, found us fighting back and, you know, ways to finish. And, and so that's, it's really good to see our guys, you know, finish because, because, you know, those, those things are hard to do and it's hard to win. Um, you know, not only a match, but, but just sets, sets are hard to, hard to come by and, and to find a way to win three is, you know, hard to do. And, and to beat Augustana was, was really nice, nice win for us. Early in the season, we discussed about winning sets. It was something you had to learn how to do. It was something you had to learn how to finish sets. And against Augustana on Sunday, I started to see that uh, almost killer instinct that they they were battling. It was around 15, 15, uh, you know, maybe 13, 12, whatever. And suddenly they just went on a spurt and got that, and they didn't let set points get away too often. Yeah, Augustana was able to get a side out, but then you got the set point. Augustana maybe got a side out again the next set, but again, you got the set point right away. You were able to build enough there. Them learning how to finish off those sets. How have you seen August or against Augustana? What did you see that helped you get that confidence that you know they're they're going to continue that through next season? Yeah, I, I think you know kind of what you said. It was just gaining confidence. It was, it was you know the guys want the ball instead of you know, preferring to, you know, just give it to one or two people. I, I think everybody wants the ball and everyone wants to contribute and everyone wants to put the ball away. So I think they're just gaining confidence, you know, in themselves and their teammates and, um, you know, want to perform well. And, and, and they did that. And it was it was really good to see, you know, just, you know, that I'm getting excited for each other and, and playing for each other. And, and I think, you know, sometimes you just get caught up, you know, wanting to get all these stats and, Know, do all these things, but it's really good for me to see everyone get excited for each other, and that's just when you do well. Well, let's talk about getting excited. You have one more match in the regular season, and most people would have thought this time of year that's going to be your last match. There is still an opportunity that you might be able to play beyond Saturday. It's a long shot. I understand that. But how much of an Augustana fan are you going to be tonight when they play North Park? <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, you know, you never uh, want to put yourself in a position where you have to root for people to to win or lose and do all this stuff. You want to kind of have your own fate in your hands. But, uh, yeah, we're definitely, you know, tonight rooting for, for Augustana to, to take down North Park. And um, I think it should be a good match. I know they, they won five last time they played. And, and so, um, yeah, if Augustana can, you know, pull out, uh, I guess, an, a little bit of an upset, so that would be good for us. And, um, you know, it'd be make make our game on Saturday maybe a tad more exciting. But you know, I'm just excited to get back out on the course Saturday against North Park as well. Well, Pup and I talked about it being a, a long shot making that tournament. That that many things had to fall in place. The first happened Sunday when you beat Augustana. The second would be if Augustana wins tonight, and then and then you would have the opportunity to have it in your hands to take on North Park. North Park's a good team. Any team coming out of Chicago, you know, is going to be good. Tell us a little bit of a preview of that match, what you're preparing for, what fans who are going to watch it, what they should be looking for, knowing that that's what would make a good day for the Titans. 
Yeah, they're North Park's a solid team. They they play really well defensively. They have a, a really athletic outside and, and middle that put the ball away at a high rate, and um, their setter's consistent and runs a fast tempo. And so um, we got to be ready for you know um, to play some defense, but more importantly, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's always going to come down to us and, and controlling the things on our side, and that's you know, having some really good service pressure and then putting the ball away. I think those things are going to be extremely important for us, you know, if, if we're going to be successful. And, and so hopefully we come out and play hard and play well and, you know, just, just see what happens there. Well, Coach, I appreciate, as always, you joining us on the Coach's Show. Again, that match Saturday night is 7 o'clock against North Park. Fill the Shirk Center up. Get some Titan fans in there. Uh, going. This is for our listeners out there to, to bring that student body in, get that excitement going for a chance for the Titans to beat North Park. And hopefully, Coach, next week when we talk on the Titans Coast show, we are talking about one more match that you're going to have. Um, if not, we'll still do a wrap-up of the season. That sounds great to me. I appreciate it. That is Coach Brandon Mueller, men's volleyball. You're listening to the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESM. This Titan Coaches interview brought to you by Holiday Inn Express West, proud sponsor of Titan Athletic. Welcome back to the Titan Coaches Show. Joining us for the first time this season is Coach Martell of Titan Baseball. Coach, thanks for taking some time with us. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. So the season's just getting ready to uh, get going here, or you've been going. Haven't played at home yet. You started in... O'Fallon all the way back on February 28th, just over uh, a month ago. You've got 17 games in. You're nine and eight. Tell us a little bit. Kind of give us a little bit of a recap uh, up to this point of your season. Uh, you know, we started off slow. <clears throat> we're we're a very young team on the mound. Uh, honestly, we're we're down our top um, five pitchers, which <laughs> hurts and. Uh, we lost our first three games by one run. We lost our first four. Uh, yeah, we kind of figured out some things uh, with some young kids. And, and I told somebody the other day, I said, it's the old uh, Forrest Gump line, our pitching staff is like a box of chocolates. You just don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> so um, it, it's interesting. We, we get a lot of young kids, and you know, some days they go out and they give you a two innings and they look really good and other times they go out and they can't get through an inning. Um, and so we're kind of living with that. The good news is we can, we can swing it with anybody. Uh, we've got seven returning starters, still got two holes to, to fill. Uh, we may move some guys around as we enter conference play to lengthen our lineup. But, um, you know, I, I think we swing it well. I think our defense is really good. Um, the pitching is and always will be the key. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been an up-and-down season, and I guess that's why we're 9-8 and eight at this point. Well, you made a trip down to Florida, uh, got some games in there. You talked about the the offense really hitting it. As I look here, you scored 13-11-25-9 in four consecutive games over um, <laughs> looks like six days that those games were played. And then finished up the trip, scoring the 15 runs again. Scored 23 on Tuesday at Knox. Tell me a little bit about some of your uh, top hitters and who they are. You know, we're really a kind of a veteran lineup. Um, Cole Greer, our leadoff guy, 
we actually just got him back yesterday. He was out for seven games with pneumonia. Uh, he's just a typical prototypical leadoff guy, bonds, hits behind runners, runs really well. Um, you know, Evan Randcliffe, Dom DeLello, two senior outfielders have just been rock solid, you know, in the lineup, hitting two or three. I think, I think they're both right around 400. Jared Mutter, my senior catcher, he's right about 400. Uh, Ethan Berg, uh, and Jalen Ping. Ethan's our shortstop. Jalen's our right fielder. They're both in that 360 to 400 range. Um, we can swing it. We, we get some really good guys that can swing it and, we're still going to, you know, we got to find a consistent first base and we've been rotating guys. And right now, none of them have really just grabbed the job. And, you know, so we may move some guys around. Um, and then DH has been kind of an open spot all year. Once we get, you know, the DH and um, first base settled, you know, our lineup will, will go nine deep and, you know, there's going to be times, honestly, Derek, that we're going to have to score eight, nine runs to, to win a game. But the good news is I think we can do it. And then the other thing is we can run. I think we're like 31 out of 34 stolen bases right now. Uh, we've got really good speed. And we've only been thrown out on the bases once but picked off twice. Uh, so, you know, a lot to be, you know, excited about. And I keep telling them let's get better every day. And – you know, middle of the season, middle of middle of April, when we kind of get some experience with some of the younger arms and the hitters get into a groove, it'll kind of be more of a, a test or a judgment of, of where we're at and, and who we are. Well, you talked um, towards the beginning of this about the young pitching staff. You mentioned Jared Mutter, your senior catcher. How important is it with a young pitching staff to have someone like Jared Mutter behind the plate and how much – does he help the team being that senior catcher? Oh, just the experience back there. You know, they they like throwing to him. And I always tell my catchers, when a kid comes up and says, I like throwing to you, that's, that's a compliment. And and they like throwing to Jared. It's it's comfortable. He's kind of a soft-spoken kid. And so he has a way of working with him. Uh, you know, we call most of the pitches. And he's very good defensively, so they're not afraid to, if I throw a curveball in the dirt, it's going to get by all the time. Um, and then, you know, you get a senior back there, you know, a guy who's 22 years old. So he's not jumpy and skittish, you know, in the middle of a game. He's been there, done that, and just having that experience. Like anything else, any position in the field, when you got, you know, 21, 22-year-olds out there, you know, you feel a lot better than when they're 18- and 19-year-olds. And nothing against the 18- and 19-year-olds, but two or three years of physical and mental maturity, you know, it's a great thing. <laughs> well, I and I totally understand that having played college baseball myself. I was definitely a much different player when I was 21 than I, when I was 18. Um, let's talk about your pitching staff. Who are some of those young arms that you have out there that uh, – you're looking forward to as they as they look to step up in this season. Um, you know, Scotty Monocchio was a junior, <clears throat> but you know he didn't have a freshman year because of COVID, and last year he had some arm issues, so he came into this year as a junior and maybe had 15 innings total in college, 
and he's really made a great a great jump and has been a, a go-to guy. Uh, Jacob Cyrus is another one. Last year, you know, he hit for us all the time, and we only got about five innings out of him. But he's an 86, 87 kid on the mound. Really, uh, a, a really outstanding breaking ball. But he got hit off the, off the hand his last start in Florida. So he's been out for a week and a half. He can barely grip a, grip a bat and barely even throw a ball. Um, so we get him healthy. Uh, Brady Hartman's a freshman who's got some juice in his arm and really good breaking ball. I think he's going to be a, a big-time player for us down the road. Again, needs experience. Yesterday, Morgan McFarland went five innings, gave up four hits. Uh, the, the previous time he went out, he couldn't get out of the inning. And that's the up and down of freshmen. Lucas Wenz is another freshman that we really like. Nate Carlson, you know, is a big 6'3 kid who he's going to learn to slow down and settle down. He's got good stuff, but he's very erratic. And it's the 18-year-old hormones and getting in the game and getting too, too excited. Um, so, and then there's a couple others that, you know, are in that mix. And the biggest thing, you know, we lost basically 93% of our innings from last year. So these guys are all new, most are new to college baseball. And so the inexperience, and that's why I keep saying, wait till the middle of the year. We'll have a, a much better idea, you know, where we're at. You know, give me another two weeks when, you know, we keep throwing these kids out there where they get, you know, about the seventh or eighth, ninth, tenth time they're out on the mound. You get them to settle down and just trust their stuff. And I think they have a chance to be really good, but, you know, again, 18-year-old hormones in the game right now, It's they get excited, and sometimes that excitement creates erraticness. And <laughs> it's a good thing to be excited, but it's not so much when you're erratic. <laughs> so, you know, you got to learn to settle down and, and, and trust yourself and trust your arm. Well, um, you you referenced that you didn't have a season two years ago. Last year was a little bit of a short season, so so juniors really have experience maybe of a half of a freshman uh, type season, same as what the sophomores have as far as college. What is one of the biggest things for kids coming out of high school, um, and this year that could mean juniors also since they really haven't pitched much in college, what is what are some of the things different for them from high school to college that they have to learn, that they have to accept to be able to, to make that next step from high school to college? Just the, the strength and the speed of the game. You know, they, I would say when you're in high school, you know, you face, you know, the first five, maybe six guys can hit. Seven, eight, nine, you just throw fastballs by. Uh, in college, number nine was an all area kid in high school. And number nine guy in the lineup at Illinois Wesleyan could take you out of the ballpark any pitch. So you gotta, you gotta really focus in and, and it's more of, you know, you got to locate better, not necessarily throw harder, locate better. And that's a hard thing for a lot of young kids because they just usually throw a fastball or curve right down the middle. And now we're saying, you know, dot that outside corner, you know, low and away, down and in. And, you know, after they get hit a few times, they realize, okay, i gotta, I got to stay out of the middle of the plate. <clears throat> Holding runners, you know, kids in college are much faster. They'll steal on you. 
And so now you got to hold runners, you got to vary the accounts, you got to be quick to the plate. Um, so sometimes there's so much thrown at them that they're like, you know, I just used to just used to play baseball, and and we always say we want baseball players. We don't want guys who just play baseball. And so you got to learn a lot of the mental side of it, and that's just a that's just an adjustment for a lot of kids. But there's no there's no experience or substitute for experience. And the more you play, the more you get out there against the high level hitters, um, the better you're gonna, you're going to get. Well, we've talked about the players. We've talked about the the schedule up to this point. We're getting ready for CCIW to start as it rains outside and that. You're still working on trying to get the field ready for the season. Tell us about the changes that have been made to the field, what the progress is, uh, where things are, and hopefully uh, what we're looking at uh, once the field's ready to go as people come to the field. It's beautiful. I mean, having turf is, is a beautiful thing. And as the guy who's been on the end of the rake and in the mud for the last 36 years, uh, I am so excited. <clears throat> so much more we can do in practice. Um, you know, it's raining right now, and I'd be worried about if we get the tarp on and how much diamond dry to get ready for tomorrow. Now I say let it rain because as soon as it stops raining, we're going to play. Um, we're still going to get some sod down at the back edge of the, of the turf, and there's about a 10-foot section um, behind the turf that they're going to sod, and we're hoping that gets done on Friday. Um, so we can play Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Friday. So we get a, a busy five games in the next um, basically seven days, and so we're you know hoping that they get that sod cut and delivered, and we get it placed down Friday morning sometime, and they'll staple it down, and it's a thicker sod than just regular, you know, put it down and let it grow in and stay off of it. They say that once they lay this sod, it's a three three to four inch sod, that once you lay it, you'll be able to play, you know, right away. So, you know, that's that's the plan, but, you know, with rain, you never know. But um, they pretty much say that they'll be ready to go on Saturday. So um, we're hoping. Well, we will... Hope with you, and hopefully you'll get some games in at Hornberger Field before we talk again next week as uh, you'll be started into that CCIW conference. You have that doubleheader against Carthage that you referenced, Wabash home Sunday non-conference, and then North Central on Tuesday before we talk again. Coach, we thank you for taking some time and joining us on the Titan Coaches Show. No problem, Derek. Appreciate you having me. That is Coach Martell, baseball coach at Illinois Wesleyan. You are listening to Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. This interview with an Illinois Wesleyan Titan coach was brought to you by Nap Kitchens. Nap Kitchens, proud sponsor of Titan Athletic. Back on the Titan Coaches Show is Coach Tiffany Prager of women's softball at Illinois Wesleyan. Coach Prager, thanks for taking some time with us on this Wednesday. Yeah, no, thank you for uh, obviously supporting us and, and continuing to uh, provide coverage on our program. Well, let's go back to Friday. Um, the first games that you played since the last time we were on the coaches show took on Monmouth in a doubleheader. Uh, definitely a strong wind blowing 20 to 30 miles per hour throughout the day. The first game 
was uh, a great game. Haley, I'll call it the Haley Earl game, as she had uh, an outstanding contest there, taking on Monmouth, winning eight to nothing with Haley hitting that uh, walk-off grand slam to invoke the eight-run rule after five. Tell us your thoughts about that first game. Yeah, I thought I was really pleased with the first game. I thought we put together uh, a complete game in terms of in the circle, defensively, and then obviously hitting as well. And you're right, Haley had a fantastic game. She had six six of our eight RBIs. So with that grand slam, that you know cut it a little bit short in terms of the five inning uh, run rule, and we were really happy with the way that we played. Well, and then we get into game two, and that one was back and forth as the game went on. Uh, you scored one in the first. Monmouth bounced back with three in the second one and third. You got one in the fourth. So going into the bottom of the sixth, down four to two, when uh, you guys got a little bit of uh, action going there. You had uh, Colleen Pauzinski, Madison Moore get on base. Haley Earl hit uh, uh, a ball that uh, didn't get through, but, I mean, she nailed it. And then Ava Corey stepped up and hit a Monmouth three-run homer. Tell us a little bit about Ava and her power. Yeah, I mean, Ava at any point in time in the game, that she's up to bat. She can completely change the game. And really, we feel that way with our entire lineup. We've had a lot of different people step up in key situations. Um, but that was just Ava doing what Ava's capable of doing. She put a good swing on a good pitch, and uh, that sliced right through the wind, and I think it probably made its way to the creek. But uh, she's a fun player to watch, and she's been putting together some great at-bats and really grinding out some at-bats. And I'm so really pleased to see that, and uh, it was a great way for our team just to continue to fight throughout the course of that game. You know, I tell you, Monmouth came at us in that second game, and um, that's what you want to see as a coach. You want to see your team being challenged, and, uh, you know, I look forward to following the, the rest of their season as well. Well, and and that home run by Corey gave us a, a 5-4 to four lead, but as you said, Monmouth, they fought, they battled, they scored one in the top of the seventh, and then in the bottom of the seventh, with two out, Fontenetta on base, Madison Moore came up and um, I'm calling it a Wrigley Field uh, base hit pop-up as that wind was blowing and it, it started near second base, ended up north near the right field line. But she was she put it in play, you put the ball in play, good things happened. Fontenetta able to score on the single by Moore to give the 6-5 win. How excited were you that, that that ball landed and you were able to get that win in before those rains hit? Yeah, I mean, obviously the weather, as soon as our game completed, really started to, to take a turn for the worse. But I just was proud of the way that our team fought. And, and really, we feel comfortable with anybody stepping up in that moment, in that situation. And Madison Moore did exactly what we would ask any player to do. And she put the ball in play. Um, and good things do happen, as you said. And we were really happy to get out of there with a couple of wins. Then you were supposed to play on Sunday, but weather didn't cooperate. Those games against Coe were canceled. But on Monday, you went to Jacksonville, took on Illinois College in uh, two nail biters there, winning three to one and one to nothing. Tell us a little bit about those two games. Yeah, both both of those games were great great games uh, against a very quality team and quality program. You know, Illinois College made it to regionals last year, and so we like playing those teams that are going to just continue to challenge us. I thought that. Our pitching staff did a tremendous job of holding them at bay in terms of the offensive side of the game for Illinois College. And, and really, our team had quite a few quality at-bats. Uh, we struggled to push runs across the plate and, and put runs on the board, but really our, our pitching staff and our defense played phenomenally and, and kept us in the game the entire time. And 
Um, again, just really proud of the grit in the fight. I think the character of this team is that we're always in every single game for the most part. And I always feel like we have a good chance to win these games just because they seem to find a way. And that's really the true character and a testament of a good team. And just looking forward to us continuing to, to push and fight to put together complete games, whether that's on the offensive side, defensive side, and pitching and base running. Um, and I really like the direction that this team is headed, so I'm looking forward to seeing us continue to progress. Well, earlier today, uh, news came out. You had two players named CCIW Player of the Week, one on offense and one uh, in the circle. Let's start with Madison Moore, the Offensive Player of the Week. She is hitting 380. She's had 19 hits. Twelve of those times she's gotten on, she scored. That's two-thirds of the time getting on, once she gets on base, that she ends up scoring. Tell us a little bit more about Madison Moore on and off the field. Yeah, I think Madison is just someone who's been just a steady person in the lineup for us, not only offensively but defensively as well. Uh, you know, I, I think back to last season and the growth that she's had from last season to this season, and she, she's gotten four for us. She's batting 380 in the fourth spot. And, and really, no matter where we put Madison in the lineup, she just seems to succeed and thrive. And I think a lot of it is due to the way that she approaches not only games, but most importantly, practice. She's someone who comes to practice every single day, ready to do her best, ready to compete, um, and you're seeing it on the field, and it translate, translates really, really nicely. She not only possesses the ability to get on base, but the ability to hit for power. And then she's also quick on the bases as well. Um, just really a well-rounded player who has worked really, really hard to get to where she's at. And so, you know, there's no really recipe uh, for success other than hard work and just bringing your best every single day, and that's what Madison does. And, then, you know, same thing with Bailey, too. What she's done for us in the circle this year, um, she's really put together some really nice games, and she's just one-pitch focused out there and really working hard. Plus, her, her defensive capabilities in the circle or on the field She's just really tremendous in terms of that defensive side of the ball. Well, and you, you mentioned Bailey. I was going to bring her up because she is the pitcher of the week for CCIW. Um, the game against Illinois College, you scored a run in the top of the first, and that was it for the scoring. Uh, Bailey able to shut down Illinois College. We talked, I believe it was on Friday before the game, the doubleheader there, that your pitching, it's not what it's been traditionally. Traditionally, you've had a go-to pitcher, someone who you could really count on, and then others who, who filled in as needed. This year, you're talking more uh, pitching by committee, who's got the hot hand, what the combination is, depending on what the offense is from the other team, making those matchups. Um, but it looks like Bailey and uh, is, is stepping up a little bit. You're also getting quite a few uh, innings from Nina Margetko. Uh, tell us more about the pitching staff as a whole and how they're working together as a team. Yeah, I, I think that I'm confident with our pitching staff. I thought last week they had a really, really good week in terms of the, the last four games. They've just pitched really well, and it is going to fluctuate in terms of, you know, whether we have someone that pitches, you know, a full seven innings or if we're pitching by committee and kind of breaking the, those games up. And the game dictates that. There is the game within the game, so you're always constantly monitoring it. And I think our pitching coach, Nikki Miller, has done a tremendous job with our pitching staff, as always. And and our pitching staff is working hard, and I, it was really nice to see the last week um, just them gain confidence and just having key pitches and key situations. I thought they've done a really, really nice job, and I'm excited to see um, the way the rest of the season goes because I feel like we're on a little bit of a run here um, just with everything that we're doing, and I just am really proud of them uh, for the, the work that they're putting in, not only in games and in practice, but behind the scenes as well. They're 
I feel like we have the hardest working pitching staff and battery uh, in the country, and I'm excited to see what they continue to do. Well, you mentioned battery. Let's talk a little bit about Haley Earl. We mentioned her earlier in the in the conversation, but she's your senior behind the plate. She's the one who's uh, in there helping those pitchers, no matter who it is on the in the circle, feel a little bit more comfortable. Tell us a little bit about Haley. Yeah, Haley is just a senior leader. It's exactly what you would expect out of a senior leader. I do feel like Haley is, you know, one of the best catchers any division, and that that's not only defensively, offensively, but she does a great job communicating with our pitchers, um, and really, you know, communicating differently with each pitcher as well. Uh, it's not, she does just a great job of managing the game, being that leader. And we talk to each of our catchers once they step foot here in our program, and we talk to them about how they're the quarterback of the team. And Haley has really taken that um, to another level. Every single year, she, she just seems to get better. Um, she's really worked hard on her framing this year, and I just am really proud of the way that she approaches every single day that we have together. And, uh, you know, it's going to be um, going to be exciting to see what she does in the real world, but we're just enjoying having her back there uh, for a senior season. Well, let's talk about this weekend, the Illinois Wesley Softball Tournament for 2022. You welcome three schools in with Chicago, Illinois College, who you had just played, and University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Tell us a little bit about this weekend. Game starts Saturday at 10 a.m., Sunday at 10, uh, 9 a.m., uh, but the, the field of competition and, and the flow of things for this weekend. Yeah, we feel like, you know, all of these teams are, are really challenging teams to play in such a great way. You want to be challenged in, in your regular season schedule. And we really feel like, too, our preseason schedule, before we get into the regular season conference, really prepares us to face just a tough, tough conference opponents that we do face. Um, you know, Chicago, Whitewater, Illinois College, all of those teams are going to be uh, traditionally just excellent teams. And it seems like they're they're pretty good as well this year. So we're looking forward to to welcoming some teams um, to our campus and, and making sure that we put on a, a good tournament. And the other thing, too, is that um, we're fighting for more than just, you know, playing the game. It's Cancer Awareness Weekend for us, so we're going to be doing some Cancer Awareness games. And our, our team has been working hard behind the scenes um, to bring awareness, uh, not only to just all, all types of cancer, but just bringing that cancer awareness um, to us. Um, throughout the course of this tournament. That's what we're going to be doing. So it's bigger than just softball for us. We're looking forward to having a great weekend together. And you mentioned that the St. Jude games on Saturday as they're listed. That's not just softball. Baseball and volleyball also have Saturday listed for that. And uh, it's, it's it's bigger than just Illinois Wesleyan. It's, it's all around uh, St. Jude and that. Coach, we appreciate you talking with us. We look forward to seeing you Saturday and Sunday out at the field. Um, inspiration field, and then talking to you again next Wednesday. Yeah, thank you so much, Derek, and it should be a fun weekend on campus. Hopefully the weather holds out, uh, fingers crossed, and we look forward to seeing everyone out there. Thank you. That is Coach Tiffany Prager, softball coach at Illinois Wesleyan. You're listening to Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. That Titan Coaches interview brought to you by the Fashion Shop in Gibson City, home of big city selections and small town prices. The Fashion Shop in Gibson City, proud sponsor of Titan Athletic. That will wrap things up on the Titan Coaches show. I'm your host, Derek Bowman. want to thank Coach Brandon Mueller, Coach Dennis Martell, and Tiffany Prager for joining us. We'll be checking in again next week to see how the Titans did this week and what's coming up in the future. You've been listening to the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN.